This is my voice because I went too hard in LAX, <laughs> specifically the airport. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait, city. what? You went hard in the airport? What'd you do? I got super wasted before Jerry picked me up. Mm. I think there was another JK. episode that you came in real sick sounding. Yeah. Well, that was allergy. Me? Yeah. yeah. In the same, allergy. same voice. That was an allergy. Fun. Okay. Hey, I was sick for the R acceptance uh, thing. I, I noticed my yeah, voice Yeah, we got to talk about raspy. that so I can talk about my experience. Yeah. V- watching us. Well, I got some thoughts. Okay. <laughs> I got some critiques. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. My speech. Okay. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Welcome back to The John Chi Show. We are live here in episode 68, although I know we're not doing episode numbers, it is 68. We had just confirmed it. So I am your host, Nathan Nowak, along with raspy, sexy voice, KJ, and Patrick, the dictator Armstrong. Oh, SVK. Sexy I don't voice, know that KJ. I would call this sexy <laughs> at all. Also, I wouldn't say that we're live because sometimes we are actually live. That's a good point. We are it's just live. A podcast, everyone. We are live for us, I guess. For you guys, you might not be live. We are a live. We are live. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we are live. Uh, we are a podcast. We what are three Korean Americans. I was going to say that to you. Dang it. <laughs> Beach to it. What's it mean? <laughs> John G feast and celebrate. And, uh, actually we confirmed that that's, that that's how everyone else sees it too, is we are feasting and celebrating some food at the end of our show occasionally. And then we are also celebrating our Korean adoption heritage. And wait, uh, what do you mean you we confirmed Mike that that's how everyone sees well, it? My so, question exactly. Okay, so during, um, <laughs> which is what we're going to talk about here in a second. We we were in LA. We recently were there for um, to receive an award. And while we were there, we were, we were discussing with some of the other Korean Americans among us. And uh, we mentioned about John Chi and they were asking about how it, you know, where it came from. And she explained, she said, oh, feast. And she actually said feast nice. and celebrate. So she confirmed it that, when, it that really I didn't have that I didn't have to explain <laughs> what it meant, and then I explained, you know, you know, like you know, Dole John cheese, and that's kind of where I had originally at first heard it, and uh, but yeah, but the fact that she had said, yeah, feast, celebrate, and I was like, sweet, we're, we're not completely making it up. We <laughs> weren't confirmed so much as just validated, sure, validated, validated. Uh, yes. affirmed, yeah. maybe, good, yeah, good point. that we picked the right <laughs> word. Yeah. Well, I doubt that Jerry would have let us go. Two or a year plus <laughs> with just ill defining or incorrectly sure. defining it. Yeah, when you have a Korean American executive producer and a Korean American <laughs> graphic designer, I feel like there should be some checks in there. Yeah. About yeah. like, hey, are the you red, using our language correctly? The red flag should have went up before this even started. real early. <laughs> she also yeah. affirmed that uh, she, though she said it a little tad differently. She says it the way Jerry says it, where we say it, you know, Janji. Well, yeah, it was was different uh no yeah she said like jinchi like Jin- what it was it, it was, was a much weird, a surprising yeah, dialect. softer way of saying it i thought i feel so. like most people pronounce it janchi when <laughs> like that's the most incorrect is, or an, the is most, most common your parents uh, pronunciation <laughs> no i feel like when I, I feel maybe it's an indiana thing actually now that i think about it i feel like maybe it's where i've heard mm. it mostly but i was like oh the janchi show and i'm like 
Well, I know I can't bring it up. <laughs> I can't bring it up via voice uh, uh, Siri or uh, Amazon uh, Alexa. I can't bring it up and say, "Hey, play the John Chi show." It doesn't. It doesn't understand what I'm saying. Because all that stuff was programmed by white people. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by white people. That's real sad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, is this award? <laughs> no, wait, no, not white people. We talk about them too much. We recently won an award um, from the Korean American Federation of Los Angeles. Um, one of the, is it the oldest? Korean American Association in at least in California or is it one of the or is that not right? I can't I remember. No idea. I, I would like James say it's a, about it. at least one of the oldest. I mean it's yeah. been around since uh was it I think it was 62. It's whatever 2021 minus 59 is. That's how old they it is. Were, they were having their 59th <laughs> right. gala. So yes. So figure out its birthday from 62. There. So yeah. that's that's a long time. Yeah, um, it was the Media and Arts Award, and we were lucky enough. Wait, that's to... Media and Arts Award. What did I say? It sounded like Media and Arts. Oh, yeah, well, it is. Medium. Like the... Medium no, Arts. No, Median is what it sounded like you said. Oh, like right. That, the middle. That strip of grass between the two sides of the highway. <laughs> no, I meant Medium Arts, like for like psychics and stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like, it's not excellent, and it's not poor. It's Medium. Yeah, it's It's an art the road. form. Lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got the chance to fly out and uh, accept the award. I'm having trouble speaking. Accept the award. I also like that you said we got the chance. Says the one person who didn't have the chance. Clearly, a picture was posted, and we were all dressed exactly. up. In our suits, we were all there, and I was there as well. He had a beer in his hand, but he was there. Uh, I don't want to give away my experience yet. Uh, but <laughs> what was it like to fly back out uh, initially? I know you got there before me and meet up again for the second time now. In person. <laughs> Nathan. It was it was good. It was I was uh, very excited to see KJ and Patrick's spirit and <laughs> Jerry. Mm, I love seeing Patrick's spirit. <laughs> That's what spirit. they all say. But no, it was it was fun. It was a quick trip. I mean, the fact that I was only there for twenty four hours. Came in, we had lunch. We went straight to a Korean restaurant. Had some had some awesome soup, which I don't even remember the name of. You had yukejang. Yukejong. Okay. Right. That was, wasn't it like that was the same thing you had? Yeah. Yeah. Yukejong. Ah, that was so, so good. good. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. Totally was great. I had some great, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your nose was sweating. Storm. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Patrick was sweaty. And, uh, <laughs> no, that was, that was, that was a good start. And then, yeah, went to the hotel that was hosting the, uh, the event. So we were ready to John get G. dressed and then head straight down to the thing when, when we were ready. So we, we took a little breather before the, the gala, but, yeah, it was uh, it was nice to be uh, be back for sure. That's the stage, KJ. What was it like when? Uh, I mean, was it all set up when you got to the hotel, or was it like you got to the hotel, you guys got dressed, and went down into? Was it at the gala? Was at the hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. By the time we got down to the event space, or I guess up to the event space, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I've not really been to that many galas, especially not many galas on like the 15th floor, where that's like where they're you know, hosting events in a hotel. I talk good. Um, but like what was crazy was when we got in there, everyone was talking in Korean. And like, <laughs> I knew that there would be a lot of first gen Korean Americans there. Uh, and I expected there to be like a fair amount of Korean, but not like exclusively Korean. And so, <laughs> so we got there and I was like, Oh no, I am way out of my depth. Um, and I don't know how to schmooze 
in I, I can barely do it in English, but I definitely can't do it in Korean. And also, I mean, like the people there, you know, are like deeply LA, whether it's like LA mm-hmm. city officials or, you know, whomever, like LA businesses, all those things. So I'm like, there's not really a point for me to go network per se, because like, I don't live anywhere near here. I don't come out here that often. Um, so yeah, so it was just kind of a weird experience, but also so cool to hear all of that. And I remember distinctly texting Sarah and just being like, I might as well be in Korea. Like once I landed on this floor, just transported to like, yeah, this is Korea. And like just all of it. What? Yeah. It was, so that was cool. It was, uh, there was like an appetizer, um, like cocktail hour before the actual uh, event space opened. So we were all just hanging out in a, in a, uh, a small area. They had a photographer uh, in front of a step and repeat and we could take photos and then we wow, you know, just dropping that photographer what that? knowledge. Yeah. What does that mean? Step what and repeat. Flex. <laughs> It's a weird term. flexes. I've, it's, Nathan's I've weird shot flexes. many galas. It's a background it's just, that has oh. the logos of the hosting, uh, the hosting company, and typically the sponsors. As Sorry, well. I'm not a famous gala and goer, so. Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what that was. Photographer, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I would have said that's a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I would have called it a backdrop. Yes, it's a sponsor backdrop. What was what was your favorite so, app? Was it Korean food or was it hotel food? No, so that was surprising, actually. <laughs> no. I actually was expecting at least something it's, it's Korean serious. as far as the food, and there wasn't. It was it was all standard banquet style food for um, you know, appetizers, crab cakes, you know tuna uh, inside of a roll of waffle cone. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. It was it was good. It was everything was tasty that we had, and uh, you know, steak and shrimp for the dinner, but mm, um the old S and S. I like it. The classic surfing yes. turf. <laughs> classic surf. Is that surf and turf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Is that what that is? That's I don't surf know. and turf. And any, any seafood or I would classic. say lobster. But Yeah, I'm talking like yeah. eel plus chicken. Mm-hmm. Surf and turf. Talking classic. oyster plus I have, turkey. I have never seen turf. a surf and turf that was an eel and a chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm going to have to. You never had the yeah, old E and Z? Just because, it, just because you haven't had it doesn't mean it doesn't still fall under the umbrella of surf and turf. Yeah. Any seafood, whatever. <laughs> I don't know about that land combination. I don't know I'm going to agree to that talking one. Seafood, <laughs> or I'm talking uh, seaweed and kale. Classic surf and turf salad. <laughs> Classic vegan. Classic <laughs> vegan turf. Yeah. Clams and rabbit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Classic surf and turf. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get to what it was like to go up and accept this award, what was it like? Wait, no, Patrick, what was your experience walking in? <laughs> well, because my, ex- oh, you my ex- it was so I was just so overwhelmed by what was happening. I blacked out. I just don't remember anything um, from the moment, Patrick uh, from heard moment I got off the plane bar and then he, he, <laughs> he lost was gone. It. Yeah. He was gone. He never oh, saw him that again. That is a known thing for me. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my experience. I was blacked out. Don't know what happened. Don't remember. Yikes. And that's why we're doing this episode to get me. Yeah, back we in. do not recommend uh, doing that in your life. Yeah, no, that's not an endorsement of blacking out. <laughs> um, but anyways, so before you went up and accepted the award, ours was like a certain place in the agenda. Uh, what was it like hearing other people go up and accept their awards and kind of give their speeches before you knew you had to go up and give yours? What was I mean, what were, what were some of the other awards that maybe caught your eye? Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, I think, so you can actually go onto YouTube and search Kafla TV and, like, watch the event. Um, it's long, so scrub through. But I actually um, 
the night opened with a traditional drum performance by Huarang, which is like the Korean youth, Korean American Youth Leaders Association type thing. I don't know. Um, it's Korean Americans who are like primed to be the next leaders of, you know, whatever. Um, and I don't know what it was, but I like, I got really emotional. Um, I think just experiencing that, especially like, these are the kinds of drums that I've only seen. I, I don't know. Like I, I've seen them depicted, like they're the big drums that play at the end of Mulan, uh, or like they're the drums, like not Kabuki, but if you like, you see them, like I've seen them represented in Chinese and Japanese culture. And then like in, so like, I've not seen it in Korean, but they had like headbands and they had humboks on and they played these big old drums. And I don't know. I was just like really moved to see that because for me experiencing that for the first time, it was really profound in a Korean American space, even though for many of the attendees there, they would have been just like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Whatever. It's our drums, you know, but it was cool to see that. And then they played along to <laughs> dynamite by BTS. And again, nice. like got emotional because like there was no more clear representation of blending Korean and American culture than having Korean Americans playing traditional Korean drums <laughs> and a Korean uh, pop group singing mostly in English. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that just really made a huge impression on me. And then the MCs spoke in Korean and English. So <laughs> I didn't know that there was going to be translation. So when the first MC launched in with Korean, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not going to know <laughs> anything that's happening. Uh, and then I was like, okay, whew, there's, there's English happening. Yeah, and then hearing the awards, I think it was really cool. The one that made the most impression on me was Connie Chung Jo. She was incredible and so passionate and eloquent and um, really informed, I think, a lot of what I was going to say after, because we were right after her. And I was like, I'm glad she went first so that I know what I'm going to say because also we talked about it beforehand and we were like, none of us know what we're getting ourselves into. So we don't even know what to say besides thank you, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, so that was like mildly terrifying, I think, especially for Nathan. But mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, was, I was like this entire time prior to the gala, I was like thinking in my head, okay, what should I say? How should I say it? <laughs> Which part should I say? Which part should I leave for KJ and Jerry to say? And I was like, I, to the point where, I mean, granted, there were three of us. So I didn't really think, oh, I need to write it down. Like if I was giving a regular speech, I probably would have written it down. And in hindsight, I probably should have, but <clears throat> just so I could remember, because I did leave out a couple of things I wanted to say. But yeah, I was I was a little nervous on on because I know I'm not as good of a speaker as as both KJ and uh, Sir, you're an award winning Jerry. podcast host. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, what are you talking about? Well, okay, so we're well, I want to get to that, but before we get to the acceptance, Nathan, what was I guess that was a better way of framing the question of like not necessarily the acceptances, but what part of the the gala did you really enjoy or that stood out to you like uh, the opening ceremony for KJ? Yeah, exactly what KJ said. Seeing the drums, I um, have never seen uh, those drums before in like the Korean style. Um, I do remember seeing that in the BTS music video that we talked mm. about um, where they played in the village and everything. And I just thought that was really cool because I was like, and I made a comment to KJ. It's like, oh, these BTS song. It's, no, well, it's, it's I think it's like a solo them. song. It's a solo song from one of yeah, the members. From, from the song is Jae Tang. But just army don't come for us. Okay. <laughs> we know what we're talking about a little bit. <laughs> it, it was a similar song. Baby army yeah. status. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was a good song. And I, I just remember hearing the drums and thinking, oh, now it's here it is in person. 
I, I think drums are powerful. I, I definitely like, I mean, they're loud, so they, they have to be powerful in a way, I feel. Um, but seeing them in person is always a good thing. I had uh, the Japanese version of the drums, the taiko drums for my yes. uh, wedding. Mm. And the same thing, half you know, half my, my Caucasian family that was there had never heard them. Whereas my wife's Japanese side of the family had heard them probably every year, you know, mm-hmm. at the festivals that they go to. So for, for my family, they were just like, Whoa, that's, that's really intense oh, and so crazy. So yeah, diverse. exactly. But that is how I felt. I, I felt the same way, even seeing these, the Korean ones, I was like, I'm, you know, never heard it and seen it, but yet watching them perform it. And, uh, it's just, it is, it's, it's really cool to see. But definitely wish I could have been there for that. So I want to get into now the acceptance uh, because, and now I'm going to come in and chime in with my perspective. So as you probably guessed, listener, uh, or if you were just follow us on Instagram, I was not there. Uh, I could not go, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I was there in Photoshop. Um, <laughs> and but via YouTube. I'm glad because uh, KJ and Nathan both sent me the link to the live stream so i was like oh nice i can actually watch and not have to watch the replay so i got in for uh, with the two people that were going before and connie from aaja when she went i was feeling the same thing like felt like i was like this is a great speech and then i was like oh my gosh we gotta go after her <laughs> I, was like, I was like all right here we go and then I thought the what made me laugh the hardest was I don't know if they ended up playing we made a video before and I don't know if they ended up playing it but on the live stream they were having a lot of technical difficulties with it playing <laughs> and all I could think to myself was this is classic us like we have technical difficulties all the time of course this is what's happening and that made me laugh and then uh you guys got up there and Nathan I'm going to give you props because you went first so you kind of le- you kind of set KJ up for success uh, with his, and I was wondering, did we write anything down? Did we do any no. writing? No, totally freestyle off the cuff. I could tell that you were nervous, but I thought you set the table well for what both KJ and Jerry uh, ended up saying. What was running through your mind as you got up to the stage? Uh, first thing was, wow, these lights are bright. <laughs> because <laughs> um, you know i'm not used to being on stage in front of 200 people and if i'm ever talking in front of people it's not with lights blaring in your face it's sure. just in a, in a conference room or stage with you know um where you can see the people but this is on stage lights are like shining at you in my mind i'm also thinking you know okay start with a joke and things like that and so you know i actually started with my joke about being nervous with the microphone um, I had planned on saying that, but I didn't even know how well it came off. Just <laughs> they got a polite chuckle. They got a polite chuckle. Exactly. I felt that was okay. But for the most part, yeah, I was nervous. I just wanted to say my part, which was thank you to sure. everybody. And I did want to throw in a few extra things. I didn't want to just say thanks and hand it off. So, but yeah, I, I, I knew I wouldn't be able to say anything longer cause I'd either start rambling and lose <laughs> what I was focused on saying. And so that's why once I got to the point where I started to feel like I was losing track of what I was supposed to say, I, that's when I handed it off. So, um, I gave it to KJ and, and, uh, I have to say, I, I almost said, and I was going to say, it, I was like, no, let me hand it off to the more eloquent, uh, KJ. <laughs> I can tell that you wanted to say that from the live stream, from my perspective on my couch. (laughs) I can tell that you wanted to say that. Um, I did. But no, I mean, you're usually behind the camera, behind the lights. So I totally get the the nerves there and commend you for even going first. (laughs) And then handing it off to KJ, who literally almost brought the house down, I felt like, when you salute, not saluted, greeted everyone. 
with the Anaseo. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what it sounded like from your perspective, but from on the can- or on the live stream, like the loud cheers. I was yeah, like, he, he got claps and he got, it, like, it was Whoa! almost like, KJ it was just like gave a- us so much more validity. Just, just, <laughs> just earned us a ton of uh, brownie points with the Korean American community. Kimchi points. And they were like, I think, I don't know if they were, they were just happy to hear it or if they were surprised that he was going, that he said it so well. I don't, um, I love yeah, I was but like, it was classic. And that then was good. cheers, loud mm-hmm. cheering. Like we just won the Super Bowl. It was incredible. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> It did not sound that loud to my ears. Granted, I'm half deaf, but it didn't sound that loud to me on stage. But they they seemed excited that I said that. So originally, like throughout the night, I was like working out the Korean, say like, 여러분 안녕하세요. 저는 KJ입니다. 하지만 오늘은 저는 강준태입니다. Hello, everyone. I'm KJ, but today I'm Kangjunte. Mm. So that's what I was Ooh. going to say. Nice. And then I got up there and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> because and this is just like a weird quirk, like, because I don't practice my Korean enough. I'm not super familiar or uh, as familiar as I'd like to be with like, however, but, mm-hmm. and like those kinds of like conjunctory yeah. words and phrases. And there's like lots of different ways to say almost the same thing in Korean. So I was like, mm, I don't know. Sure. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Plus like there's the whole like conjugation issue. Like this is like the most formal thing. So like after later in the night, the other like, Korean speakers would say like, which is like the very formal greetings, everyone. <clears throat> and I was like, uh, I knew that. I've watched enough <laughs> K-dramas to know that. And I just went with a casual, like we're all friends. That's fine. Well, so, they still loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually had basically the same thought process of of Nathan of like, okay, I've got some things I want to say. And then I don't know that I said them as well as I would have liked. And now I feel myself starting a spiral. So I'm going to pass it off to Jerry. I thought you, cr- I mean, I thought you crushed it to be honest. I, did too. Um, I mean, you always do like at the live show, you saved me uh, when I was trying to explain what Jung was. And now <laughs> not that you had to save Nathan, but you just came in, you're batting second and, uh, not only did you get on base, you scored, um, mm-hmm. because I thought you really built off of what Connie had said before. And I thought that was really good, honestly, that she had went because she's like a staple in the Korean American community and is talking about, you know, what it means to walk in solidarity and like recognize the different parts of our community. And I thought you, you kind of elaborated on that a lot, just from our perspective as adoptees. Yeah, I wish, I mean, so here's the thing that I guess I wish I had more time to get into, knowing the audience and knowing some of the greater context of like, especially first gen or even native Koreans, uh, but first gen Korean Americans, like knowing about adoptees, but not really knowing what to do with us, right? So like mm. the theme of the event is, um, we are here for you or something like that we are with you. And so right, like kind of before all the awards, they showed this documentary summary of what CAFLA had been up to for the past two years. And James on the president of CAFLA said, he was like, later, he was like, this is the first time, maybe not the first time, but like, it was so easy to know what our community needed because Mm -hmm. the need was so like apparent and real and like urgent and you know all those things um whereas before like it's kind of hard to get people involved or maybe it's hard to like know what everybody wants but here it's like no we need like financial support we need like to know where to go to get vaccines we need to know like you know if we're undocumented like how can we get all these things and so 
he was just like, yeah, I mean, the need was so clear. And so, and we wanted to like, it was very easy then for us to support our community. But as adoptees, I think they're like, there's kind of a similar reckoning that we all came through. Um, and Patrick, you said like, this is a renaissance of adoptee voices. Um, but I think like it's because of 2020 and everything that happened. And so as Korean adoptees in that space, I was like, we're, I, as a show, trying our best to support our community in the same way that Kafla was out there in the streets supporting our community, you know, yeah. um, but from a very different perspective. And so that's what it meant when like two sides of the same coin is like we're all working our way to figure out this intersectional identities of Korean American and Korean American, you know, but coming at it from such a, a different place because like I think in light of all of the violence against um, Asians and in America and things and, and all the hate crimes and things like Koreans are like, wait, we're American. We need to speak up, you know, and at the same yeah. time, adoptees are like, wait, we're Korean. We need to speak up. And and so just like trying to find our ways to each other and, and what all that means was like really what I wish that I could have impressed upon the community there. Uh, and I did not have the time or like my thoughts together enough to really explain that but i don't think i also realized the other journey that the korean american community in la was going through until i had heard um, james or connie or whomever you know speak to those things and um so yeah i was just grateful to to be there and hear all of that and then be like oh this is what i can say yeah well and two <clears throat> You know, like you said, you're you're there to not not only do you get to experience more and, and more of like what's happening in that even specific sect of the Korean American community, but adding our voices to that, you know, and not as us being like the voices of the Korean adoptee community, but as three voices or even two voices because I was not there. Um, just show, showing and sharing like, hey, you know, we are also a part of this community and it's it's nice to be validated and seen in this way. And I think it'd be remiss to not mention you passing the mic to Jerry, who truly uh, was the person who had the audacity to start all of this in the first place. And I think when he was speaking, it made me think of uh, I had a conversation maybe three months into the show with someone, uh, another Korean adoptee, and they asked me. Do you really need, is it really necessary for Jerry to be a, the producer of the show? Like as a non-adopted person, you know, like what, like what, like his role is it, is it, is it that important? And at the time I said, yes. And I think, I think I said it was really important because what I've learned a lot about the community is that not only do we have to support each other, but we need allies outside of it. And we need to have people who support us in that way. And Jerry has 100% been that person because not only did he support us to tell our own stories on his show, but he also supported us in the sense that he's like, Hey, I think what you guys are sharing is really important. And I think you could all share together and I will support you in doing that. And so we would never have gotten this award had it not been for Jerry. We would not even be doing this podcast and sharing other people's stories had it not been for Jerry, had it not been for a non-adopted Korean American person to step up to the plate and say, Hey, I want to help and, and support this part of our community. Uh, however I can. And we're just really fortunate and privileged to know that he has the ability to start shows and do that, do that kind of thing and provide that type of resource. And 
I was just really, I think I always think back about how I always think of a lot about how all of this started and how all of this kind of came together. And at the end of the day, while it is our, our, our stories that kind of tied it in, like Jerry is, there is a foundational piece of the show. If people don't know that because he doesn't ever speak on the show and because he does all the behind the scenes stuff and does his well, own he speaks show. when there's alcohol. That's true. That is very true. If there's Jerry's alcohol like, oh, or even alcohol adjacent conversation, he's like, well, wait a minute. Let me let me hop in here. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but for any Hold listener, my beer. <laughs> for any listener who doesn't know that we do have this, uh, we have this additional support. I think I just want to shout Jerry out and just let him know that, you know, I really appreciate everything, all the opportunities he's given us because, and I think this is all fresh in my mind because I had a podcast episode that I did on another show, an interview come out and we were shouting out Jerry and I was saying the same thing. You know, I, they, they asked me, yeah, no, that's fine. But they asked me, um, who was my AAPI role model? And even 11 months ago, I said it was Jerry. Because he not only gave pushed me to do this, but he's helped me not come out of my shell and then also find like the worth in myself, like find value in myself, something I've never been able to do. And so, yeah, I mean, that was just a, a big Jerry hype train. I'm sorry. I just spoke for probably three straight <laughs> minutes, but uh, I just feel like it's I feel like it's important to acknowledge I think it is. it's an and important thing to acknowledge in light of, the, of this award as well. And I'm really happy that he did actually come up on stage with us and that it wasn't just going to be KJ and I saying thank you to everybody and thank you to our producer, Jerry. For him to be up there with us, I think uh, I called him when we were just um, during the day. I remember making a comment. I was like, yeah, you were kind of the glue. You were the one, the foundation and the glue that's kind of kept the the John Chi show going, started it, helped us, you know, stay together and put us on a direction. But then he's also the bridge to the Korean American community he he's up there and he was you know kind of bridging that adoptee um over to that side and which you know again is is it was very apparent because when we were there at the gala we were meeting all of these these more you know first generation korean americans and talking to them about our show and about who we are and there was the very standard amount of questions of of them kind of like almost like how jerry had at the beginning is like we look like him, but yet we didn't have the same experience, the cultural upbringing. And it's kind of sometimes surprising, I think, uh, when we do meet somebody. And so to, to talk with other uh, Korean Americans and explain a little bit more about us is, I think, you know, half the reason why we do this show is, show is because we're trying to get our voice out and, you know, get our stories out and s- explain to other people, like, this is who we are. It's it. We may look like you, but it's different. And, you know, thank you for listening. So I, I was really appreciative as well that uh, jerry has been with us this entire time and also that he was up there on stage he's a cool guy and he could have jumped ship a long time ago or jump the shark (laughs) jump ship a long time ago but he's the shark jump the shark isn't that a thing the shark yeah yeah but that's like when you uh that's like a hollywood term for like when you've gone beyond reality into just like straight zaniness well cut that cut that cut that cut that cut that up. i'm not um, gonna cut that just like i didn't cut your dumb ender's game reference yeah. and we've, and it's, it's made and it's such an impact that you brought it up in a separate episode so it's totally just, worth it totally worth the original reference it's just ridiculous so the other thing too is like i think i mean i don't know patrick if your conversation was with an adoptee um about like whether or not you need jerry but i think like that's kind of the weirdness of being especially for the three of us being raised by white parents 
in America is like, well, no, you don't need anyone. You can just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do the thing. Like that idea that America is an equal meritocracy or the idea that like the, the world that we live in is like, you know, no, just be an individual and do your thing and whatever. But like, also as people of color, as minorities in America, like Koreans make up like 2% of the population you know, like, I mean, we're Asian Americans are growing, but like Korean Americans are 2% of that. And I don't know, but like, so demographically, like we're still a really small group and like to assume that we could do anything and everything that we want to do for our community without the help of allies is absurd. Uh, like we literally don't have the numbers to do that on our own. Um, and so we need allies, whether they are white people or black people or Latina people or other Koreans, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing that was really insightful that Jerry said maybe later in the evening from his own experience is like, it only takes one Korean to speak to a Korean adoptee and be like, hey, you're enough. Come alongside me and let's learn together for that Korean adoptee to be like, okay. Like yeah. the simple phrase of acceptance and like, let's learn together is massive, like literally life-changing, like can change the trajectory of an adoptee's life and how they think about themselves and how they like understand their Koreanness, you know? And like, I think his things like most Korean Americans don't understand the, like that simple act of kindness and like that jong if you will or the welcoming back into the community is enough to rebuild the bridge and i think that that's so profound and so to have jerry who has been a longtime advocate for adoptees and like especially korean adoptees like getting them back into the fold of the greater korean americana is so important and so i can't think of anyone better to have like added visually and emotionally that intersectionality when we accepted the award because like it only takes one and for us jerry has been that one in a lot of ways you know yeah. and so to encourage our people to embrace adoptees again and to say like yeah this year enough come alongside us like learn from us learn with us it like was so profound so really grateful for that and for his insight i guess into that reality yeah, hundred percent, Jerry. Next time I see you, I'm kissing you right on the top of the head. I hope you know. <laughs> wow. That. And again, really, really <laughs> thankful to Kafla for for even recognizing us. I mean, I know they didn't really know much about us prior to us hosting our live show at their uh, facility, but then, uh, you know, going full full steam ahead and saying let's let's find out about these guys going to the board of directors and then uh, presenting us with this award. I really appreciate that. Uh, for for many many reasons and uh, yeah really really honored to be, have been there and to have received it and uh, I will be sending it to you Patrick I know we had a little mini fake vote on the uh, on the channel but yeah I was blacked out I don't I don't remember yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna you're not on Facebook so there was a little vote on Facebook and actually you didn't win KJ won but I'm still sending it to you. Oh wow! Just why did I win? I don't know. On putting the entire after party on deal. blast. I don't have your votes don't matter. That thing. Yeah, you were you were like uh, traveling. KJ didn't have space in his in his suitcase, and so 
Um, I also wanted to take a photo of it and uh, then we can put it on a picture of it on the website or something. But uh, uh, I'll take a photo of it and then I'm going to send it off to you, Patrick. And then maybe we'll pass it around. I don't know. Just don't break it because I'm I'm worried that every five seconds I touch it. So that thing is no promises. heavy and fragile. My kids, if they get to it, it's over. Well, you know what else is over? This episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, well, I mean, we're not doing yeah. a food. Uh, but no. before we wrap this up, um, I did just want to also shout out James on, uh, as KJ mentioned, the president of Kafla. He is a friend of Jerry's, and he was the person who opened the uh, office up when we went out there in June to do the live show. And like he said, you know, when he heard our after the show, he was like, you know, I've really appreciate you guys sharing because he's like he even he wasn't fully aware of kind of our experiences different experiences and things and you know this award also would not be possible without a relationship like that so yeah james well, if you're think, listening to this episode thank you yeah i think what's so interesting too is like when i think of la you know i think of like a huge korean american hub mm-hmm. you know um but there aren't that many korean adoptees necessarily in la I don't remember who sure. I was talking to, but they're like, where are all the Korean adoptees? Like, I don't know that I've really met any. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're all in the Midwest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. like I mean, not that we're all in the Midwest. There obviously are a lot of us um, up in Minnesota. That's mm-hmm. a like state, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. great. You got it. I always get, I get Minnesota and Michigan confused. Don't don't come after me. I'm just bad <laughs> geography. Uh, there uh, are a lot of adoptees in Michigan too. Yeah. So, but both. I mean, yeah, like they're just like, I don't know, like, anecdotally they seem to be all in the midwest or on the eastern seaboard which like i know there's probably a strong korean adoptee or korean american community like in new york but i mean new york is one you know like so it's just it's hard and if you're not in that area it can feel like i mean we know that adoptees exist but really right where you know what i mean I'm like no we're just, we're literally nowhere near you and like and yeah, yes we're so everywhere just, yeah so it's a, it's a whole it's a whole thing I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. But no, there I are some, it. I mean, there are some adopted adoption groups out there. Korean. I mean, I, I ran into them when I was out there, but I didn't feel like it was uh, apparent, like you were saying, because mm-hmm. that isn't apparent. Knowing that we are not uh, a Korean adoptee is one of the first things people come up with. Oh, you're, you're Korean or, or you're Asian if they don't know. But there's no way that anyone would just instantly guess, oh, you're a Korean adoptee. And that's something that I think, you know, we, we've talked about on the show and talked about just in general. So even though there's a lot of Asians in California, uh, you know, there, there may be a lot that we've, that, that are adoptees, but unless you come out, you know, shooting, I'm a, I'm an adoptee. You're, you're not going to, I you're have definitely done up. that in a couple, uh, so. Korean restaurants, even here. Like I'll say, you know, thank you in Korean or can I have this, whatever I'll order in Korean. Cause I'm very dangerous in restaurants. That's about as good as my Korean is right now. <laughs> nice. And they'll be like, Oh, you're Korean. Do you speak Korean? And we're like, Oh no, Tonin. I'm like, I'm an adoptee. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, don't get any ideas. I'm not that good at Korean, <laughs> but I am an adoptee. So I look like you and I'm different than you. So we're yeah. different. We are <laughs> We are different. Diferente. That's it. Thank you to anyone who watched the show, for everyone who liked the posts and gave us some comments about, uh, I've you know, been getting some, texts and stuff like that congratulations so yes thank you to everybody again for all the support where uh, can they find and send us support at if you need more places to give us support you know like you know because just because you're bored and you got a couple extra you know seconds but uh please leave us reviews on itunes podcasts or uh, apple podcasts 
uh, you can, you know, listen to us on all the places, you know, where you can listen to us. And then, of course, you can email us at johnchishow at justlikemedia.com. And you can join our Facebook. We got uh, we got our podcast uh, after party Facebook group there. So uh, um, if you're on Facebook, unlike Patrick, you can interact with KJ and I. And <laughs> this is the after party. Yeah. And uh, if you are so inclined and want to help us keep the lights on and support us financially, you can go to junchyshow.com slash support to do so. Or if you want to do that and also get some, a little something, something for yourself, we got swag. Um, that's all at junchyshow.com. Um, Patrick, do you want to plug that thing that you were doing? That new episode that just dropped? Oh, I was like, what? Which thing? <laughs> because Patrick has so many Which things. Thing? Uh, just one of the thi- one of the many things that you're doing. How about yeah, you yeah. can hear Patrick in the world? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I I think it was in February. I did an interview with Emily Villaverde and Zach Ng, uh, the host of the Situation Room. And Jerry was a guest on that show and uh, connected us. And that was really fun. It was that, uh, that episode just came out on Monday of this week. You can get that wherever you listen to your podcasts. I had a really great time on that show. Emily and Zach are great. And also, it was interesting to listen back on what kind of language and terminology I was using to talk about it. I think most well, yeah, of if it was back in February. It yeah. changed a lot, right? Most of everything. You can definitely tell it was pre Atlanta. Like I'll, mm. I'll say that. Yeah. Very interesting. I think for the most part holds up from where I still am, but uh, I do would say that I've changed a little bit in some of the things that I, I spoke about. So I'm going to address that later on social media, I think, but uh, yeah, you can listen to that. I've got, a bunch of other things coming up that I want to announce. One specifically around the Adoptee Citizenship Act. If that's something you're interested in, send me a DM. Just let me know that you're interested in potentially uh, working on something like that. That would be great. You can do that at Patrick in the World on Instagram. I also updated my website to be more of a personal CV resume style site as opposed to personal CV. What a yeah. what a European. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what it says on Squarespace. Um, yeah, CV is like an <laughs> English, like European term. Well, that makes sense because all I speak is English. <laughs> His last um, name is Armstrong. Um, no, I meant like Anglo-English. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like British. British. I don't know why I did yeah. that either. Um, British. I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay. where? What about you guys? Do you want to uh, find You can you? find me and Nowak on Instagram. You can find me at KJ Relke wherever I want to be found on the internet. And also um, because of the technical difficulties and also if you just weren't there uh, and also because I'm proud of it, uh, you can watch the video that did not fire when it was supposed to during the CAFLA event on our YouTube, which is probably just at John Chi Show. So yeah, that'll be dropping at the same time as the episode drops. Man, I had something else I wanted to say. I really, really just forgot it though. Mm, that's classic. Mm, that is yeah. straight up classic, classic. Patrick. Classic Patrick. <laughs> And this has been another episode of Classic Patrick. Um, <laughs> yep, that's it. Yep, we that's will it. be Bye. back next Wednesday with another new episode. Hooray. Oh, next Wednesday's episode is going to be great, too. All right, Ooh. leave you with that spoiler. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.